Get ready to be encouraged and equipped for the authentic life of victory God has prepared for you. Welcome to Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez. Amy is a devoted wife and mother with a passion for Jesus and a heart for those with shattered lives. She's an inspirational speaker, author, and teacher who humbly bears the scars of a broken life to reveal the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Amy's desire is for you to walk in wholeness and live in victory. Now, here's Amy Elaine Martinez. Welcome to Real Victory Radio. I'm your host, Amy Elaine Martinez, and I'm so glad you're here and join me today. I have an exciting show for you today. I have a friend in studio with me, Julie Holmquist, and we're going to be talking about when we are in the thick of it, when we are waiting on things from God and in our lives and how it's just hard to wait. It's hard to wait, but how can we do it better? And I'm excited for you to get to to get to know her today, and I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about who she is and what's going on in her life and how you can find her. Julie is a writer friend we met through online, but she happens to live just down the street in, not down the street, down the highway, but in Colorado Springs, and we do writing together at devotable.com. <laughs> Devot- a devotable app and we have collaborated on some things and she's just a really good friend she's a sweet friend that i can talk to about writing stuff and life stuff and we are both boy moms so welcome to real victory radio julie thanks for having me amy i'm so glad you're here thanks for being here and why don't you tell us just a little bit about you and who you are well as amy said i'm julie holmquist Um, I live in Colorado Springs with my husband and we've been married 21 years. We have four boys and we came to Colorado Springs with a dream. We've been waiting for that dream and we had to let go of that dream, but now there's a new one coming down. I love it how God does that. He gives us new dreams when we have to uh, lay other things down. He's so good about that. He's Sweet and kind and gentle. Sometimes it doesn't feel so gentle, but really he is gentle. He loves us so much. And I know that he has bigger and better plans than we could ever dream up. Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us that. So tell me a little bit about what's going on. Uh, Not details, but a little bit more specifically so we can get our conversation started. Okay. In December of 2017, on the way back from my son's boot camp graduation, I felt like the Lord gave me a word for 2018, and that word was change. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> a couple days later, my husband um, lost his job, and I thought that was the change that was happening. But um, in reality, the change has been even bigger than that. We had to, all the doors closed in Colorado Springs. And so we had to expand our search for employment, and we looked outside of Colorado, state of Colorado, and we're looking to move to North Carolina in the next few weeks. Wow, that is a lot of change. That's going to be hard, and it's August. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And you said this happened in January? December. December. Wow, that is a really long time to wait. And I know other people have waited longer for stuff, but when you're in it, that is a long wait, especially when you're waiting on a job situation. I can absolutely speak into that and know how that feels. We are a 
my husband owns his own company and we have often been, uh, you know, in slow seasons or before this company, he was in the IT industry during that whole big thing in the 2000s and he would get hired and then be let go the next week. <laughs> and then, uh, and that happened time and time again. So I can absolutely understand yes. what you're going it's through. It's the nature of the beast with it's the IT hard. industry. Yes. <laughs> so some things are happening mm -hmm. and that is good. Yes. I want to talk about how you've waited during this time. That's what I want to talk about today. And I want to talk about how community specifically has played such a big part of your wait. Okay. So my first question is, what is the hardest part of waiting and how did you cope? Hmm. The hardest part of waiting, I think, well, there's two. I have a special needs son that deals with high anxiety and the uncertainty in his life was throwing him off kilter. So I had to manage his emotions as well as mine. We didn't know what we were waiting for. We knew it was a job, but we didn't know, you know, the details of it. So the hardest part of waiting, I would say, is helping my family wait well. Wow. You wear a lot of hats. You have a special needs child and that, that plays into the mix. And you are his full-time care. I mean, he goes to school and stuff, but you're his full-time yes. caregiver. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So you have a lot of hats that you wear. You are taking care of everybody else. And before we talk about those, can you tell me how taking care of yourself is an important part when you're in crisis mode, especially over a long time in order for you to be there for everybody else, especially a special needs child who you are so intimately involved in the day-to-day -day basic aspects of his life. How did you take care of Julie? I, well, I have a good husband. First of all, he gave me time for myself, but I had to go to the Lord. He had to fill me up so I could give out to my family. And, you know, if my husband went through a, a day or a week of being despondent, I had to be filled with the word myself so I could give it to him, so I could speak words of life to him, even if I was struggling inside myself. I love the picture of that, of God filling us up, that he is the living water. And when we are filled with the Holy Spirit and we're filled with his word, that's what comes out of our mouth. Mm -hmm. That's what comes out of our mouth. It's what comes out of our actions. It's what we walk in. And so I think that that's probably the best way that you could take care yes. of yourself. Yes. I know you had a neat experience and um, we're going to talk about the community and how big community is in, in a weight and in, you know, just trying times in general, but you had a fun experience online and you got to do something fun for yourself. Oh, I was just posting on Instagram like I usually do. I'm trying to encourage people in their waiting seasons by sharing my own. And I color my hair. Like we all do <laughs> at this age. Um, and I wasn't able to, I had to skip a couple appointments, which, you know, if God said go all gray, I would do that. But um, I'm not sure I would. Well, I I would struggle, but I would do it. Anyway, I was just posting something and I said something to the effect, I can't wait to get my hair colored. And an online friend of mine who I've never met in person just 
sent me a hundred dollars to go get my hair done. Oh my goodness. That is the sweetest thing. Yeah. God takes care of the big things and the little things. I love it. He really does. He looks at the very small details in our lives. And even when we're going through a really hard time, he still wants us to take care of ourselves and to, um, just do some sweet things for us. I call yes. those sweet love kisses from yes, the Lord. So I so. love that. I just wanted to share that little piece. Okay. So my next question would be that you have, when we talked about your waiting season, you talked about an interesting way that you invited community into your wait. Yes. How did um, you do that? My husband and I listened to a podcast by Emily P. Freeman called The Next Right Thing. And I think it's episode 33. She talked about her and her husband gathering listeners into her life um, to kind of help them sort out. They had a big decision coming up and these people were just there to kind of give insight, give words of encouragement and so on. And so my husband and I thought that would be a good idea. We invited friends from his Bible study group. Um, of the women's ministry leader from church. And we just shared our hearts about this trying season. And they had some words to say to us that we needed to be creating momentum and not just sitting, idling, waiting for the Lord to drop something in our laps, which we weren't doing. My husband was applying for job after job after job, but we just needed to get out there and create that momentum And then the Lord is able to move us when we do that. I love it that you invited people into that that hard, difficult place. I think that oftentimes when we are in a difficult season, a waiting season, when things are not going the way that we want them to, we want to hide. Our tendency is to hide and, and just not let anybody know that anything's going on. And I love it that you... We're really authentic. We talk about being authentic on this show. And one of the ways that we walk in victory is to be authentic yes. with other people. Yes. So I love it that you invited them into your situation so that they could speak life over you and speak into your situation. There's a verse in Proverbs 24 that I think it's Proverbs 24. I'm probably wrong, but that talks about inviting godly counsel that we, mm-hmm. uh, make better decisions when we have godly counsel. So I love that you did that. And it was people that you trusted that you knew that could speak life into your situation. Okay. So another question that I have another, even deeper than that into the community community wise, you had friendships that helped you to walk through this season maybe as an accountability, as a sounding board. And when we, have friendships that can walk us through those hard times. I think it makes it so much easier because we tend to, you know, we could get better on our own. Mm -hmm. We isolate. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you, how did you, I don't want to say use, but utilize and draw close to your friends and rely on them in this time. And how are they there for you? Well, this is not our first stint of of being unemployed. So, um, I knew that this particular time was not going to be about me. It needed to be my focus, needed to be on my husband. Um, As the breadwinner of the home, the family, it was devastating to not be able to provide in the way that he was used to. And so I I would talk to friends and they would encourage me from the outside. They're not real, they're not too close to the situation. 
and they would encourage me on how to encourage him. In the past, I would kind of freak out. Like if he slept past a certain time, I'd be like, you can't be sleeping past seven o'clock. You got to get out there and get a job. Get up. Yeah, get up. <laughs> Come on. I have to get up and get the kids ready. But um, I just focused on him and I ministered to him. Um, that's what was needed. And I know financial difficulties can be stressful in a marriage, but because I had that mindset and the Lord helped me, our marriage was enriched during these last seven and a half, eight months. I love it that you were there for him, even though you're still hurting in this situation, you were, you were very much there for him. And I really think that it's such a, a wise word for us as women if we are, you know, staying home and especially in your case, because you have to be at home. It wasn't like you could go get a job. You have to be at home to take care of your special needs right. child. So it wasn't like you could contribute monetarily or go get a job or anything like that. So I love that you were able to take the focus off of you and put it back onto your husband and that God just told you, hey, this isn't going to be about you. This is going to be about your husband. But in that, what I heard you say was that you got the gift and the blessing of your relationship growing stronger, not only mm -hmm. with the Lord, but with your husband. Yes. I also want to say that God kind of gave me this word picture that when as parents, when we take our kids to the park, our kids just run and play. They don't look behind them, look for their parent and say, oh, I hope they remember I'm their daughter. Or, oh, should I remind them they have to feed me in two hours? They just play. And God was telling me to play, to enjoy this time. And it felt um, counterintuitive because, if you know, I, I should be responsible and I should be worrying and, and so on and so forth. But none of that was there this time. The Lord just allowed us to play. It sounds like you were proactively doing things and working and, you know, doing the things that you had to do, but yes. you didn't let that overrule your whole life and everything that was going on. You were able to mm -hmm. allow God to give you permission, if you will, mm -hmm. to play and enjoy this time. Because I know one thing that I am constantly trying to remind myself of is that I'm not ever going to get these days back, right? We're not going to get that time back with our kids or this time with our husband. And we don't know our days are short. Yes. They're numbered and we don't know what's coming up. And I don't say that in a scary way, just right. a realistic way. So teach us to number our days. Yes. The Lord says, and I want us to remember to be present in the moment. Mm-hmm. I love that he gave you permission to to do just that. How would you say that you could, could you share with our listeners, what was some of the ways that you found to be especially helpful in your marriage with your husband? What were some of the practical tips that you could tell us how to support him? Um, well, right off the top of my head, we just... We had an understanding that things can feel stressful at times and we might be a little snippy, but not to react, I guess, with one another. Um, my husband and I have always been in the thick of it together. You know, we're on the same team, I guess. That's an acknowledgement that we're not 
on opposing teams. We're on the same team and we're working toward the same goal. So I guess just having the, the paradigm shift that you're in it together, what's happening to him happened to you. That's a really good word. I hope that encourages someone today. I feel like we are going to want to pray for marriages later and pray for both sides, you know, the husband and the wife in the way because they play different roles and they both, you know, when one is down, the other one yes. can lift the other one up. And that's biblical yes. in, in marriage and in friendship and in the body of Christ. Today, we're talking about community and how it offers a little bit of a cure for the waiting blues and those hard times that are, you know, you have to get through. What are some other ways that God used community to provide or support for you and your family during this time? Well, my husband and I didn't go around whining, first of all. So the blessings that came to us were really prompted by the Lord. and Because had- people didn't know. Yeah, I mean, they might have known, but they might not have known to the what extent. Okay. You know, and we had a friend that moved from here to uh, back to California. And she said, come over and just take whatever you want out of my kitchen. That kind of stuff. Um, Then I have a neighbor across the street who um, she just she buys half sides of cows or whatever. And she had the good stuff. Yes, the good stuff. And she's she brought over boxes of food. For me and my kids and my husband. Um, my husband knows how to work on cars. So he saved us a lot of money just by being able to do that. And I guess just the encouragement, the words of encouragement that would come through a text at just the right time. Or someone asking out of the blue, how's the job situation going or whatever it was. I never felt like I lacked anything during this season. That is very sweet. Yeah, it is. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that felt with the Lord and not feeling that sense of lack? Because I think so many times when we're in a waiting waiting game, the waiting for whatever, we feel like there's like he's withholding something from us. Well, I know the word wait sometimes has the connotation of you're intertwining yourself with the Lord. And mm. so... When you feel like falling apart, you're already intertwined with him and you won't fall apart emotionally. He's there. He's close. He's uh, very present. And he kind of gives you that hope. Like you talk about in Jeremiah 29:11. there is that hope that kind of carries you forward in your day to day in the struggles. I love that he does walk through us with he is with us in the wait and that he sees the details. There is so many places that you have shared with me. Uh, we won't go into all of those, but just places where he's shown up and provided for you in ways that you couldn't have thought or dreamed or imagined. And I want to talk a little bit about how important it is for us to really be in community when we can't run out and get in community when we're in crisis. We have to get there beforehand so that we have what we need when we get to that place. Now, if you're in that situation and you, you know, don't have any community, start today, start Mm -hmm. today so that when a crisis comes, you have people there to support you and to draw off of because just like Jesus says, you know, draw close to God. The word says, draw close to God and he will draw close to you. 
we have to do the same with people. We can't just isolate and think that people are just going to, God's just going to rain people down from the sky when we are in need. Right. Well, I think of Acts, I think it's Acts 242 that talk about that fellowship. They had things in common and they just did, they did life together. They did. I actually wrote that scripture down in reference to our talk today. It says in Acts 2.42, all believers were in fellowship as one body and they shared. They shared their stuff. They sold some of their possessions and they distributed to those in need. Mm -hmm. And that happened with you. It happens with us when I can remember times when we literally just didn't have what we needed and somehow some way god put it on somebody else's heart to say hey take this over there or give them this connection or she really needs a phone call today i love how the body comes together to support one another and that is so biblical in first thessalonians 5 11 it says that we are to encourage the hearts of other believers to lift them up I'm part of a group called Build a Sister Up, and it's just a group of writers. Mm-hmm. But what we do for each other is to lift each other up, to build each other up. And that's exactly what that word yes. means. And it's so important to be in community. Do you feel like your community really played a big part of this whole waiting I, process? I do. Um, in Galatians, there's a scripture, two scriptures. One says... Each one should carry his own burdens. No, you should carry each other's burdens and fulfill the law of Christ. Yes. Then there's the next verse that says um, each one should carry his own burden. So that kind of seems like the conflict. But the burdens that we need to carry for one another are the ones that are the heavier ones, the oppressive ones, the ones that are not your everyday burdens, your everyday duties. But yeah. Community came and helped shoulder all of that for us. Community is such a valuable part of being the body of Christ. So I want to encourage you guys today to show up for other people's when you get people's people, when you get that nudge from the Lord, from the Holy Spirit, show up for other people just as you would want them to show up for you. I want to pray and for our listeners today, we only have a few moments left, so Quickly, let's pray. And then I want to have people know where they can find you. Julie is at stuffofheaven.com. You can find her on Facebook, Instagram, and on the internet. So uh, we'll let them know where to find you for that. She writes devotions for Devotable. And let's just pray. I feel like we should pray for marriages. Father God, I thank you so much for what you are doing. And I thank you for who you are and how you wait with us. Lord, I thank you for the body your church, community, and people who love on people. You said that we would be known as your disciples by the way that we love. So I pray that you would help us to love well. And for people today who are in that place of waiting and not knowing what's coming next, I pray that you would help them to encourage one another, especially marriages. And I'm going to have Julie pray for that right now. Just pray over the marriages for those people who are waiting. Lord, I pray for the marriages, for the wives or the husbands who have listened to this program. And Lord, I pray that as they are encountering a situation, a difficult situation in which they have to wait, I pray that they would first and foremost go to you for what they need, and then that they would be able to give even out of their need. 
Lord, they would be able to give to their spouse. Lord, I pray that you would just cover their marriages. Let this be a, a memor- uh, time of remembrance, Lord, a time where they can look back with joy in the way that you've provided for them through community and how their marriage was not only intact, but that it thrived during this difficult season, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for what you do and how you bring us together and how you show up in the hard times. We just give you all the glory and honor and praise. Oh, you guys, that was a good show. Thank you so much for being with us, well, Julie. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. And you guys, you can find her at stuffofheaven.com. And you can find me at amyelaine.com, A-M-Y-E-L-A-I-N-E. And I want to thank you for making Real Victory part of your day. And remember, we are here to help you to learn how to live in victory, walk in wholeness, to be real and authentic, to get equipped so that you can live in real victory. Thank you again for joining us today. We hope you were encouraged and equipped by today's episode of Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez. Please go to amyelaine.com to find out how to receive Amy's resources, including her book, Becoming a Victory Girl. You can also listen to podcasts and see where Amy will be speaking. Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. They depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to amyelaine.com for ways you can partner with Amy in reaching listeners with the power to walk in wholeness and live in victory. Please tune in again next Saturday at 6 a.m. and 4 p.m. for Real Victory Radio with Amy Elaine Martinez.